0: and we are live welcome to the process it is tuesday december 19th i am josh engelman here to break down just a four game nba slate easy work for us today and honestly i'm not mad about it yesterday was a long one the slate didn't go the way that i wanted it to but it's going to be okay that happens from time to time shout out rashawn holmes for being a basically a dnp but what can you do what can you do i hope you guys had a good night uh, you know I was down a little bit but I had a couple lineups in the higher dollar like low entry stuff for NFL and NBA save me a little bit so I'll take what I can get there. I hope you guys had some success. I certainly did not uh not fun man. Not fun at all. Oh, I'm so excited for for some uh for some coffee though. That I'm excited for that that flavor in, in my mouth. Sam Merrill, did he have a big day? Uh, he sure did. 35 fantasy points in 24 minutes. I mean, James Harden went uh, extra special crazy in 28 and a half minutes. 59.75 fantasy points for Harden. Embiid with another monster. Van Vliet went crazy in 45 minutes. Cade with the big day. Had a lot of the Aaron Fox, a lot of Trey Young, but unfortunately, I also had a lot of a lot of Rashawn Holmes, lots of Rashawn Holmes. I don't feel too bad about that though. Like I looked at it this morning, and this is the, sort of the saving grace for me. It's not going to be on the screen. You guys can just trust me on the words that are going to come out of my mouth. Uh, last night in the fadeaway. Rashawn Holmes was 31% owned. Keep that in mind. 150 maxers played 42% Rashawn Holmes. Non-150 maxers. Everybody else. Think about this. Played 21%. 21% to the non-150 maxers. 42% to the 150 maxers. Rashawn Holmes played the final five minutes of the game in blowout run. Craziness. Craziness. So, I don't know how to read into that in its entirety, but I do find it interesting. I do find it interesting. Even if you wanted to say, like, greater 50 or more lineups. That was still 42%. If you do less than 50 lineups. Holmes. Where'd he go? Yeah, 15% to anybody that played less than 50 lineups. Wild to think about. What a big disparity that is for, one, the people that are paying most attention in comparison to the people that are paying the least amount of attention and how that ended up working out. If you don't play a lot of lineups and don't pay attention too much, you avoided Rashawn Holmes. If you do pay attention a lot, you were probably playing him. Like, the large majority of people that play a lot of lineups in DFS had him in 40% of their stuff yesterday. Although, some people can be, you know, maybe you're smart enough to be petty, who played zero shares of Rashawn Holmes. So kudos to Petty on that one. Uh, he, He didn't have much issue getting away from Rashawn Holmes, which is always interesting to see. Let's see. Who played the most Rashawn? Of the 150 maxers, who played the most Rashawn Holmes? That would be... Let's see. So Seth, E. Hafner, Redman, Giant Squid, Big T... Sully Bro Chill, they're all 125 lineups or more. Uh, a couple people obviously had zero, but I don't see that. A few people had very minimal single amounts. How much did Adam play? 100% if I remember correctly, but let me check. I th- It was 100 at lock. I don't know if he did any late swapping, but I have it here. So give me one second. Adam played, yeah, 100%. Nope, 96%. He swapped off some of it. By some of it, I mean two of the lineups. And I I think I had like 45 or 50 or something like that. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion of what is the correct answer for yesterday. It's a very interesting dynamic to discuss what is right and wrong after the fact using the readily available information we had at lock. But I tend to look at it from a scope of did the did the the did the money drive the ownership and it did. If it were the opposite, I would feel terrible. It would seem like the fish play of all fish plays. So it has to be the opposite, I think, but. That's just me trying to justify the fact that half of my lineups had an eight fantasy point dude. I mean, chalk yesterday. 25 fantasy points out of Isaiah Jackson. That is mostly a bust, but he's owned enough that it probably didn't hurt. Uh, Vince Williams, second most owned guy. 49.5% ownership. He had 12.5 fantasy points. Rashawn Holmes had eight. Uh, PJ Washington was solid. Trey Young was solid. Paul George tapered off once Harden started going crazy. Santi Aldama was bad. Like, Jaden Ivey kind of got there, but not really. Bagley wasn't great. Not a great day for Chalk last night. But for now, we're going to get into this bad boy. Man, I feel so much better now. I got a haircut yesterday. Everything looks so much better. Feeling, Feeling good, folks. Feeling good. Let's get into it with some coffee. Coffee is here. Right here, actually. Excited to knock this one back. So cheers to you guys. Coffee, tea, water, beer, joints, food, whatever. That's what we're talking about right now. Rise and grind, everybody. Let's have some fun. Bang. Mm. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, Wow, that's good. That is so good. All right, let's take the let's take the meds. Cool. Let's drop the fish oil. Don't run it over. Mm. Mm. Joe. Joe Zarewski. Welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you're able to be here while we're live. Uh one thing I want to talk about though very easy to talk about bang the promo code is bowl first week or month 50% off our college football and college basketball projections if you take the month that's going to be $25 and that is going to get you college football projections for the rest of the college football season that'll get you ownership as well some advanced data and you'll get our college basketball projections for that month if you do the week The same thing, but you know, with bowl season being very heavy in and around the fourth or in and around the first of July or July. January. Um, I like the month personally. That's gonna be 25 bucks. Promo code bowl, link in the description. So I think it's about that time to get into this. Yum, yum, yum. All right, Memphis Grizzlies. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies do happen to be on a back-to-back. But we have to make some changes for two separate reasons. The first reason, I got to open up my minutes table. The first reason is the big reason. Welcome back, John Morant. Morant has been c- c- suspended, suspended since the beginning of the season for his antics, I guess we'll call it. I don't know. But Ja is back. The other problem we have here is Bismack Biombo was doubtful all day yesterday. We have no injury report. I think the assumption has to be that he is questionable for the rest of today. Um... So we're going to need to factor him in. Now, this won't matter from a lock perspective. This game locks at 730. We're going to know this information one way or the other for Biombo, But we need to treat it like Biombo is in. It's possible Derek Rose is in, but I doubt that. Uh, I think he's since he was just out yesterday, I'm going to treat him like he's out. But for now, we're going to Jaw. So I'm going to go 32 minutes to Ja Morant. I'm going to delete every rate as well. I think that we're going to get Bismack Biombo back into the starting lineup playing, you know, 25 minutes, something like that. But everything changes now for Memphis with jawback back. Every, every single rate is different. Every bit of this is different, and we need to break it down. Like Gileard started yesterday and played 34 minutes. That is not going to happen today. Uh, We can go ahead and get Desmond Bain in for 35. We can get, like I said, Biombo in for 25. We can get Jaron Jackson Jr. in for 33. And now the rest of these guys are going to be where it becomes, like, less fun to project Memphis. Who will be... Like, they started Tillman and Jackson last night. Tillman's going to leave for Biombo. Gilliard's going to leave for Morant. Are the other starters Bain and Vince Williams? Seems like it would be. Seems like it would be. So let's get Vince Williams. He played 23 minutes in regulation. They were getting blown out, so he didn't close. I have to assume that he is more likely to close. He went 26, 28, and 30 minutes. I'm going 28 to Vince Williams. And now finishing off the rest of this will be an interesting balance. We got John Conchar, first guy off the bench yesterday. Don't. But, like, that was not to really get Jacob Gilliard out of there. Although it was on his second rotation. So I'm thinking we're going to get Gilliard as, like, backup point guard type dude. Big body Roddy's going to be good for like 24 minutes. I'm going to slot those in right now. And I think we're probably good for Santi Aldama playing like 22. Something like that. So it's probably two more dudes. They went a nine-man rotation yesterday. It's all about who those final two guys are. They weren't using Tillman in the rotation prior to the Biombo thing. So I'm not going to do that. I guess they're using Zaire Williams. I, I'm thinking it's Zaire and Gileard. It could be Zaire and Conchar. But if I go Zaire Williams, like 18... If I get 16 to Gileard as the backup point card, that leaves me seven. I don't totally trust that. I kind of want to split my final 23 between Conchar and Gileard. So maybe I go 12 and 11. That will matter, but I'm going to need more data just because four games late, we have to get the bench right. And I don't have a great feel for this. And I want to see what everybody else is doing, if I'm being honest. My guess is we get... Gilliard. My guess is we get Conchar backing up... Morant, to a degree. I mean, technically Bane, but you guys know the deal. Now, the Pelicans, on the opposite side, they do have an injury report, I believe. They're not on a back-to-back, right? I didn't project those dudes. No, they didn't play yesterday. Sometimes my brain doesn't work to start the day. I don't know why I said sometimes. Most days, my brain doesn't work to start the day. Najee Marshall, questionable. Cody Zeller, available. No Larry Nance, no Matt Ryan. So this is going to be pretty standard for New Orleans. Now, they have been running... A slightly bigger rotation. Oh, that's going to irritate me all night. All day, at least, until I close Excel. So they played 11 dudes last time. How big of a blowout was their last... Okay, they beat San Antonio by 35. So they really only did... They did really play 11 dudes in regulation. That is unfortunate to see. But I also don't think that I have to make too many changes here. Like 33 minutes to CJ, 34 minutes to BI. I'm going to delete everybody else. We got to hit everybody today. Joe in for 29, I'm okay with. But like Cody Zeller played real rotations. I'm going to give him his 8 minutes. I'm going to give Zion his 32. I'm going to give Trey Murphy 26. John, I have not done that. Can't can't say that I I've done that. We'll get Dyson Daniels in for 15. We'll get Jose Alvarado in for 17. We'll get Najee Marshall in for 15. We're just going to have to call it there. Rates can all stay the same. We do need to take a look at Memphis rates. That's where it starts to get a little tricky. Do we have props? That's the big question. I'm hoping we do. I doubt we do. We do. Okay. Okay. John Morant points prop 24 and a half juice to the under right out of the gate. I have him at 21 nine. Now what we need to do is look up Memphis stats over the past two years in games where Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain and John Morant all started. What is Ja Morant's usage rate in that time? What do we have here? Ja Morant has played 885 minutes across 28 games where he, Bain, and Jackson all started. This is in the regular season. Ja has a 33.5% usage rate in that time. I can't go that crazy. But if I just put John ja for my baseline 30, that gets him to 23-7 in 32 minutes. I think I'm okay with that. We'll see the assists in a second. 22.5 point prop for Desmond Bain to the under. It's about where I have him. Jackson's at 18.5 to the under. I'm way north on him. Does he just show a big-time drop? 23% usage rate for Jaron Jackson when Jaws around. So we're going to bring him down a little bit. I honestly kind of want to go to 32 minutes on Jaron Jackson. I don't really, I'm not really missing a, a minute anywhere, but I am going to do that. So that brings Jackson down a bit. Everybody else is just going to fall into place. Assists for Jaw. Seven and a half juice to the under. I got six six. I'll take it. Baines at four and a half, juice to the under. I'll take it. Triple J doesn't show up. Rebounds. Jack uh, Jaws at four and a half. I'm close enough. Baines at about five. Nailed it. Triple J is about six. Now I'm a little heavy on Triple J's rebounding. So just out of curiosity. Now this is going to skew a little bit. Yeah, it, it's even higher. So I can't touch Triple J's rebounding right now. I'm just going to leave this as it is. But I think we got these guys set to where we want them to be. Now, as we look at them, it's not great. There's not a lot to see here. John Morant, 9,300 on DraftKings, 9,500 on FanDuel. I think the only guy that you can really... This is going to sound insane, but the only guy that you can really go to today for Memphis might just be Bismack Biombo. I don't mind Biombo here. I think you're probably getting to like Bain or Vince Williams next. But Memphis actively looks bad. And it's not even that horrible of a spot. Pelicans are 12th in defensive rating, 6th in pace. I got to sneeze. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Here it is. We got it. We got it. Let's look at the Pell's side. Any better? Okay, Pell's side is a lot better. We're getting... It's an interesting line on the game, too, for Memphis being seven-point dogs. Should be a little closer than that. Um, Ingram, CJ, Herb Jones, Joval, Zion, all look pretty good but they all look the same 4.9 X for BI five for CJ five for Herb Jones five for Joval 5.1 for Zion I think Zion's the guy you get to first I think Herb Jones is probably second and then Ingram third just because of their MPEs Joval center only CJ McCollum point guard only going to be a little bit harder to get to but we definitely like the Pelican side more than we like the Memphis side We keep it moving. San Antonio Spurs, 16 and a half point dogs in Milwaukee, and there's no Victor Wembinyama for this one. Uh, the Spurs, just massive dogs. 248 total is huge. So we got to handle this with no Wemby, which honestly is kind of annoying. It's way more fun when Wemby plays. So. That sucks. We've only seen Wemby miss one game that was on December 1st. Uh, We did only get 24 minutes out of Zach Collins in that time. I assume Zach Collins is starting at center today. It would make very little sense if he didn't. Uh, So I'm going to take him up, especially now that we don't have Charles Bassey. I think we have to assume 30 minutes for Zach Collins. And my guess is that Zach Collins is going to be wildly wildly underprojected or under-salaried, I guess. Now, for the rest of San Antonio, their last game was that game against New Orleans a couple nights ago. We got Branham, Vassell, Wemby, Sohan, Keldon Johnson. I'm going to assume we get the same starting lineup, just with Collins in for Wemby. So let's get Sohan in for 29. Let's get Keldon Johnson in for 33. Let's get Devin Vassell in for 31. And I'm going to get Malachi Branham in for 28. Now, I'll give 20 minutes to Trey Jones. Off the bench. Backup center. Is that gonna be Mamukulish Vili? I think it is. The they could go like you know, Sohan type stuff too. Dominic Barlow, perhaps. The problem here is that I think the value is going to matter. I'm going to go 14 to Mamukulishvili. I'm going to get Chetty in for 17. McBuckets in for f- 15. Julian Champagney in for 12. That leaves me 11 extra minutes. Where the hell would they go? Champagne wasn't in the rotation, but someone has to step into it. Maybe Mamu gets 16 there. But I really don't know where to go with the rest of these minutes. Because what we really need to replace is like 15 total minutes. 16 total minutes. Which is kind of what I have just hanging in the breeze right now. So someone needs to step into the rotation. Does Champagne just make the most sense? I think it does. They just don't have enough bodies. Could be Barlow. Could be Devontae Graham. I'm going to say it's Champagney. So let's bump McBuckets up to 16. Oh, stupid update thing. We'll bump McBuckets to 16. We'll actually bump. Now we'll leave Chetty at 17. I'm going to give like six minutes to Dominic Barlow so that I only give 14 to Champagney. Now, rates are going to be really interesting because we're talking about taking off a guy with a 30% usage rate in Wemby. Like, what in the world does this team look like when Victor Wembinyama is not on the floor? It's so different. Zach Collins has played 294 minutes. That is the most minutes played for the Spurs when Victor Wembanyama is off the floor. 24% usage rate for Collins in that time. Keldon Johnson is at 23 and a half. Uh, Sohan is at like 19 and change, so he doesn't move. Vassell in 200 minutes is at 27. We're not going to go that crazy. I will go to 26. I do want to lock in Zach Collins at at least 22. I'm going to get Jeremy Sohan in for his 19 and a half. And then Malachi Branham is also at like 20 and a half. I'm going to leave the starters like that. But I do want to look at props, which I do assume exist. San Antonio does have all of these guys in for props. 20 and a half is Vassell. I got him at 21 Nine. I'm going to take one usage rate point off, get him to 21. Keldon Johnson's at 19 and a half. Take a half notch off of that one. Zach Collins is at 12 and a half to the over. I have 17. So even if I just lock in his proper usage rate, I think 30 minutes is too aggressive. That's also interesting to see. So I'm going to go to Barlow at eight. 28 for Zach Collins gets me to 15. That's the best I can do right now. Malachi Branham's at 12 and a half to the under. That's fine. Sohan 10.5. Close enough. Rebounds for Collins will help. Seven and a half to the under. I have eight. So yeah, I'm only going 28 minutes to Collins. I feel a little bit better here. Keldon Johnson rebounds look fine. Jeremy Sohan rebounds look fine. The rebounds look fine. Let's look at the Milwaukee side, which I think is going to be a little bit easier to talk about. Nope, yeah, never mind. Uh, Beasley probable. No Jay Crowder. So same as usual for Milwaukee. Not much to worry about here. I got 37 for Dame, 36 for Giannis. 33 for Brooke Lopez, 29 for Middleton, 35 for Malik Beasley, who has not played the previous two games. I feel pretty good with the rotation that I have in here for Milwaukee right now. So as we look at the Spurs, yeah, okay, so $4,900 Zach Collins. (laughs) JB, how's the prize picks going? Terrible, terrible. I could not be more ice cold at prize picks. I'm pretty sure I lost them both again yesterday. I lost them both yesterday, and I got full clean sweeped last week. Did I lose them both yesterday? Yeah. Got destroyed by Dinwiddie and Sexton yesterday. Lost Stewart and Shingun on Friday. Allen and Jokic on Thursday. Jordan Poole and Buddy Healed on Wednesday. I have made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've made eight straight incorrect picks on prize picks. I don't know how you get away from Zach Collins today. 4,900 center only on power forward or on Fanduli's power forward center 5,100. He's even better there. But I think you got to get to a lot of Zach Collins. Even if you project him the way that I'm like, he just looks great. Yeah, Ross, I think so. I like Keldon Johnson for 6,900. I, I, like, I'm like. i obviously going to be playing a bunch of Mamu at flat 3K. If I played him, if I played Rashawn Holmes yesterday, I'm certainly playing Mamu today. Vassell looks solid, but Zach Collins is the clear, 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 I assume number one play on the day by a mile. Uh, until you get to Milwaukee, evidently. Uh, Giannis at 11K is going to pair quite well with mamukulishvili I mean, we got to remember, 23rd in defensive rating, third in pace. This is a fantastic matchup for Milwaukee, 248 total. I love Brooke Lopez, Damian Lillard, Giannis. I got to look at their props. They might not be expected to play as many minutes. Giannis's points prop is 32 and a half to the over. Dame is at 26 and a half to the over. I'm taking minutes off of these guys. I'm taking Dame down to 36. I'm taking Giannis down to 35. I'm taking Brooke Lopez down to 32. I'm taking Middleton down to 28. I'm taking Malik Beasley down to 34. Have to. Have to. Don't have a choice. Uh, They went to Andre Jackson over AJ Green, which is interesting. Marshawn Beauchamp is playing a little bit less than he normally does. This could be a Marshawn Beauchamp game, but... I need to soften the blow on these dudes, but Giannis looks great, which should be no surprise to anyone whatsoever. Yeah, Like I've got Middleton way over his mark as well. It is very difficult to not love Milwaukee here. If you can get Giannis, get him, because he grades out quite well. And I assume he's going to be the best payup option. Let's go to Boston and Golden State. Celtics are five and a half point favorites in Golden State. For Boston, uh, KP questionable. Everybody else is in. For the Warriors, Chris Paul questionable. Everybody that should be in is in. We got to get KP back in. So let's delete everything. Oh, I got to get Horford back in too. Uh, This being later is annoying. Uh, Matthew, yes, but they don't have any ability to move Chris Middleton so they couldn't get anything for Middleton if they wanted to all right let's get Chris Dapps Porzingis Tink let's get Tingus Pingus in for 29 30 30 feels about right Al Horford gets the other 18 plus six six Not 63. Uh, We'll get Derek White in for 33. We'll get Drew Holiday in for 34. Jalen Brown in for 34. Jason Tatum in for 36. Most of this is very interesting and easy to handle. We get Peyton Pritchard in for 19. We get... Sam Hauser in for 19 as well. That leaves me 11 minutes to who? One, two, three, four. I mean, they've been running an eight-man rotation when they can. Uh, Luke Cornette is also the other guy that could potentially see some run. I don't really want to give Luke Cornett 11 minutes, but he's the guy that's going to get those 11 minutes if he is around. I'm gonna give one extra minute to Sam Hauser, ten minutes to Luke Cornett. Rates can all stay the same. So gold, or uh, that's Boston. Golden State gonna look a little bit different. Got to make sure we have their rotations correct. Uh, they played three games now without Draymond. We saw a little bit more of Trace Jackson Davis two days ago. I'd like to see what that rotation actually looked like. They beat Portland by four. Jackson Davis played the closed the second quarter and played a large chunk of the fourth quarter. Um, I mean they should try to get Alec Burks. I don't I don't know what kind of value he has. I mean he's got it to me. I don't know about the rest of the league. But they just don't have any assets. Yeah, like Middleton's been good enough, I guess, but he's like a good fifth starter instead of a good second or third starter now. Middleton's problem is his contract. They should have never given him that deal. Like, 31 next year, $33 million player option in 25-26. That sixty-five million coming over the next two years is not ideal. All right, so for the Warriors, we're gonna go ahead and get Steph in for thirty-five. We're gonna get Clay in for thirty-two. We're going to get Brandon Pajemski in for thirty-one. Looney in the three games has played... He played a lot less this most recent game with Trace Jackson Davis showing up. Uh, What are we going to do, like 21? Yeah, that works. And then we also get Dario Saric in for 19. I think we're going to see some Trace Jackson Davis. We get Andrew Wiggins, twenty six. Closed and played 20, 29. I think that's probably the goal. Let's go 27. That'll let me get Kaminga in for 21. Sure. Who are we missing now? Chris Paul is playing about 29 a game. We need to get Moses Moody 17 minutes and we're done. Perfect. That actually worked out better than I thought it would for Golden State. What do we got here? Mm. So good. All right, Boston. $9,500 Tatum is your best option here for Boston, but I think I'd rather just pay up to Giannis if I could get there. Jalen Brown would be second. If Porzingis is out, then we start looking at like a $5,900 Al Horford a little bit. Hard to really like anything here for Boston. Golden State's got a 9K Steph, which I think pretty much is very interesting on a a four-game slate on DK. Pajemski, 6,100 I'm okay with. Clay at 6,500 I'm okay with, but actually Steph. I I prefer Steph to, to Tatum, honestly which I didn't expect to see. Crunches are going to be very interesting here, but I know that we're going to see quite a bit of Zach Collins, and that's really all that matters. Phoenix Suns, final game for today. They are 7.5-point favorites in Portland, 231 total. I don't know how I managed to close my injury report, but that's annoying. So that's going to be 12, 19, 6 a.m. Uh Suns have a probable tag on Grayson Allen. Not as avi- little as available. The Portland Trailblazers have a Q tag on Shaden Sharp, and that's it. So we really don't have too many crazy changes here to make for Phoenix. They had no Beal, no Akogi. They went to a nine-man rotation that included Chimetsi Metsu last time out. I'm going to reproject that lineup the way that it looks. Phoenix is last time out. They beat Washington by four. We did get Nas Little starting Eric Gordon off the bench. I'm going to assume that we get this exact same rotation. So that's going to be Grayson Allen in for 34 minutes. Jordan Goodwin seems pretty well set at 20. We get Eric Gordon. Actually, we'll get Devin Booker in for 36. We'll get Durant in for 36. We'll get Eric Gordon in for 30. And then we'll get Nurk in for 30. Drew Eubanks, backup center, 17 minutes. Chimetsi Metu played 10. I will happily run that back. And then we need to get Nas Little, who played 23 minutes, started. Very reasonable run. Get him 24, and then we hide three on Utah Watanabe. Easy. Easy. No changes for Phoenix rates. I know those are right. So then we look at Portland, who will look a little bit different here. We got nine-man rotation last time out. Reith has now left the rotation. So I'm going to reproject these guys as well. We got 30 minutes out of DeAndre Ayton. Jabari Walker, backup center. We're going to go 16 there. We get Jeremy Grant in for 37. Who started for Portland in that game against Golden State? So we got Brogdon and Scoot off the bench with Jabari Walker and Matisse Theibel. So that means we're going to get Anthony Simons. In for 35, we're gonna get Shaden Sharp in for 33. We'll get Scoot in for 24. We'll get Brogdon who's now just in a backup role plus the closing spot over Kamara semi-regularly in for 26. Kamara is just kind of playing the beginning of games now. So we'll go 22 and then 17 to matisse Thiebel is gonna have to work. So Phoenix. Uh, Nurk, Durant, and Booker are the three guys you're going to be looking for. They don't look great. It's just a lot of competing dudes. Jeremy Grant, 7,100 on Portland is a bit of an issue. What is Jeremy Grant's points prop? That will be very important. It is 22 and a half. I got him at 22, nine. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's a thing today ayton looks fine anthony simons looks fine but jeremy grant very good play today and we are through our four games folks which means you guys know what time it is it's time to run some crunches the first crunch that we have up for today is going to be on DraftKings, guys thank you for being here hit the like button if you haven't done it yet subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell all that good stuff Standard content as well for today. But for now, we look at optimals. I assume Zach Collins is in everything and is our number one guy. What shows up after that will probably be Jeremy Grant. That's my guess. It all depends on how easy it is to get to Giannis and what we do with Mamu. 269.7. Optimal lineup by .2. Scoot Henderson, Malik Beasley, Keldon Johnson, Giannis, Mamu, Middleton, Jeremy Grant, Zach Collins. Collins and all of them. Chris Middleton in 48 of 50. Mamu in 84%. Jeremy Grant, Keldon Johnson both in the 60s. Giannis and Malik Beasley in the 50s. What does it look like if we throw some randomness on it? Zach Collins, overwhelmingly at the top. Mamu, a very close second. I mean, that's 7,900 combined for what we're expecting to be 48 minutes at center. Or close to it. It doesn't take much. I mean, I got them projected just combined. We'll say 46 fantasy points. We'll say in 46 minutes, too. That's a fantasy point per minute. But that's 46 fantasy points, 7.9 $7,900? $7,900? That's 5.8x for the two of them. Uh, Collins, Mamu, Portis, Middleton, Beasley, top five on DraftKings. Yeah, Einsteinium, uh, it is not a John Morant slate. He's basically unplayable. Let's look at the FanDuel end. This one's going to look a little bit different because John Collins having... Not John Collins. Zach Collins having uh, power forward eligibility is gonna make this look wildly different. So for FanDuel, maybe it would help if I copied the projections. That's usually important for pasting them. Optimal lineup on FanDuel. 301.8, optimal lineup by .88. Curry, Lillard, Vassell, Herb Jones, Jeremy Grant, Pajemski, Keldon Johnson, Zach Collins, Bismack Biombo. The the Steph-Dame combo was not what I was expecting. The second lineup has Dame Zion. The third lineup has Giannis in it. The fourth lineup has Giannis Dame. So it's pretty blurry at the top. Zach Collins is in all 50 lineups. Vassell in 92%. Herb Jones, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan in the 80s. And then Grant, Lillard, Curry, Middleton in the 50s. If we throw a little randomness on it, we get what? Top five on FanDuel. Zach Collins, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Herb Jones, and Jeremy Grant. Woo! stretch it out folks good stuff very easy slate today in terms of breaking it down we'll have contenders videos NBA strategy show deeper dive with myself and Adam later tonight lock at 730 by the way so pay attention to that but for now guys I've got nothing left in and out quickly on the four gamer or oh, maybe not even quickly 48 minutes I will see you guys again tomorrow for the process because this was the process.